Talk Radio 191 FM podcast. Um, we're very lucky to have a quarter of the fantastic Leiden Gone Well Trotter Band Sotoats. Henry Francis is here. Hello, Henry. How are you? Good afternoon. Oh, I'm really good. Thank you. Oh, glad to hear. Glad to hear. It's, a bit, it's been actually quite warm today. Eh? It's kind of surprising. Mm, I think that's why I'm in a really good mood. It's just the, the sun is shining. It's May in Dunedin and it's what, like 18 <laughs> degrees? This is freaking. Agreed. Agreed. It's mad. Um, so to do a wee introduction for all of you who might not have heard of Soaked Oats, if that's possible at this point, living in Dunedin. Um, we've got, off the back of their US tour and set to tour the rest of the Commonwealth, starting in a week's time, the band has also somehow had time to record a new EP entitled Sludge Pop, which will be released June 14th. And if it's too hard to wait until then, don't worry, because with two singles already released and a new one that has just dropped entitled Coming Up, there's plenty to consume. And if that already seems too good, they've just been signed to legendary indie label Dot Dash. That's right. Exciting. Truly taking the Dunedin sound international. I think touring is the verb of the year for you guys. Um, you're off to the UK next week. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I, we haven't played um, any shows. We didn't play any shows in April. We had a wee break. Um, we've been hunkering down in our homes. I've been in Dunedin. I feel very replenished and really excited to go and play overseas, especially at The Great Escape. It's going to be amazing. That's insane. Yeah, to, to, to everyone who doesn't know The Great Escape, is a pretty incredible event. This is this, this, this the Brighton three-day one. That's right. Yeah, so uh, for up-and-coming bands. So, you know, pretty pretty cool stuff. How did you, you know, how did that come about for you guys? Uh, very much out of the blue. We, we just got an email a couple of months ago from um, one of the bookers for it, who I'm not quite sure how he'd stumbled upon us, but it was, yeah. <laughs> We were very fortunate it just it came at us and we hadn't been planning to go but it's just one of those really cool opportunities that luckily we were in a position where we could get over there and yeah see what happens no oh, heck, heck yeah and i think that i mean if you're looking at the sort of history of english music and like the sort of the general vibe do you reckon you guys you know how do you reckon your sound's going to be re- received over there in that you know in brighton yeah oh i don't know it will it'll be fascinating because i'm i'm imagining it'll be a, a, a like a real mixture of people at the show because it's a showcase festival and lots of European people particularly industry workers will come over and go to those shows so I hope there's some good good Brits in there I really do <laughs> I mean they're few and far between now um, <laughs> I mean I'm sure you'll get some you can say that I mean you know thank you I mean I mean I've, I've completely disavowed my heritage so it's, <laughs> it's fine for me but um I think because Brighton is very much the sort of more in uh, trendy area of England at the moment. Okay. Um, at least in that capacity. I know that because uh, one of my relatives is a yoga instructor over there, and I feel like <laughs> if there's a yoga instructor's you know, per capita. Trendy. Yeah, I reckon. Um, but 30p coming out this June. Um, Sludge Pop. The cover yeah. art is quite interesting. What's the story behind <laughs> that one? Um, well, we wanted all four of us to be in it. And um, we we had a couple of different options, and and our, our our genius friend and my cousin Jack Cork, who's done a whole lot of our artworks in the past, he had he had this idea brewing that we'd been wanting to call it Sludge Pop for a while, and so we just thought, eh, let's chuck a whole lot of muddle over us in a shower and um, take a photo. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really quite something. I have to admit, it's 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 pretty great. For anyone who hasn't seen, um, you can go check out the new single on pretty much everywhere you can find it. And even the single image is rather lovely. Is, yeah, is it someone Louis. tucked up in bed? He is. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, quite lovely. Yeah, Louis Quinn. Yeah, he's oh. a wonderful poet and a wonderful man. Oh, god, yeah, god, yeah. Um, so I think it's fair to say that you guys have been pretty consistent um, with churning out music over the last couple of years. How do you think um, the way you've made music has evolved in that time? 
it's changed a lot. Um, we started out and we were very raw. I mean, Stone Fruit Melodies, those, Oscar wrote those songs and those were his first attempts at songwriting. So, I mean, you know, it's like anything. You, you develop <laughs> as you go and, and it's particularly as a group, um, the way that we play together has changed a lot. And I think, well, I really hope when we're playing and jamming together, we're starting to leave a lot more space and playing less and hopefully listening more to what we're doing and being a bit more critically self-aware. Wow, that's quite, quite, I think that's pretty cool actually. Do you think that it's very important for musicians to be very conscious of the creative process? Ab- to, like, you know. Yeah, I th- absolutely. I, I suppose it's different for everyone. Um, and for me it's changed a lot over my time playing guitar and being interested in writing music. I used to think, you know, when I was 15 that, um, you know, if you could hammer out a, an amazing solo, you're pretty awesome at guitar. But <laughs> I think more recently I've been a, more, a bit more interested in music that leaves space and people that play with texture. And um, that's something that I really aspire to personally. That's awesome. I think, and I think that's very appropriate with where you're headed as well, overseas and, you know, in a place where people perhaps are more critical than in Dunedin where, you know, there's a high concentration of bands so you can have a lot to offer for yourself mm. and you can go to this way and that way. But when you're going and you're performing at a showcase, people are expecting that calibre of music to be self-aware, you know. Is that something that you think? Yeah, well, man, I would, I would say there's people in Dunedin that are they're pretty critical as well. <laughs> No, no, fair. Yeah. I, I apologise to everyone out there who does have a critical ear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, let's yeah. not get too excited about. I don't want to get too caught up in what, um, how the people might receive it. I oh no, no, of course, <laughs> go, of course I'll no. get too nervous otherwise. Yeah, that's all right. Well, I mean, the burning question I'm sure everyone has is: is now that Marlon's done it, when are we going to get your Dave Dobbin concert? Uh, when are we going to get a joint Hotline Bling cover from <laughs> <laughs> from Psychotes and Dave? I would say Oscar would jump at that opportunity. <laughs> Speaking out of turn. <laughs> oh, no, no, of course, of course. Um, so you've been signed to Dot Dash, which is a pretty, pretty cool indie label. Um, yeah. What do you, where do you see that's going to take you guys? Um, well, we we met them back in um, February, the Remote Control Dot Dash crew, when we played in Melbourne, and they were just really lovely people, and sort of stemmed from there, just a really pleasant relationship. Um, we're trying to focus quite a lot on the Australian market this year. Um, it's so accessible for us and we haven't dipped our toes too much over there and so they're really going to help with that. Um, and hopefully down the line we'll work together some more. Yeah, That's awesome. That's awesome. I think um, your tour that you're doing in uh, coming up, you know, going to the UK, then to Australia, then back to New Zealand again. Mm. You guys are finishing in Dunedin. Do you think yeah. it's important... You know, do you think that the, the connection to the city does inform your music? Do you think that you know, when people say Dunedin Sound, do you th- do you imagine that to be a label that you carry, or do you see yourselves as something else? Um, I'm not sure we carry ourselves as like a carrier of the Dunedin Sound <laughs> or anything like that. Um, for me personally, when I was before I was in this band and, and when I started writing music when I was probably 18 or 19, I I was surrounded by um, my brother's friend group and they were in these all these amazing bands that I really aspired to like Eliza and Lizard um, and I found that their having them around me made me really nervous as well to be writing songs and and that's the thing with with all this the amazing music that comes out of Dunedin is that 
you can aspire to it, but it can also be quite a nerve-wracking thing to be a part of because you don't want to release something. Well, I didn't, at least. I was really terrified of releasing something that these people that I really aspired to really wouldn't like. Mm. Um, and it took me a wee while to, I don't know, I guess work through that. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. I suppose it would be strange to be conscious of the sound that you're creating as something else rather than... Oh, it's a total mindfuck, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you're, def- you're not wrong, definitely. Um, um, so the new video, which I thoroughly enjoyed, by the way. Thank you. Um, it's all recorded on Super 8 and Super, on Super 16. Oh, God, <laughs> got there. Um, yeah. And it documents the US tour. Um, what would you say the tour did for you guys? Um... <laughs> it did a lot of things for us, um, good and bad. Uh, we had a great time together. Um, it was it was a holiday and a tour all wrapped up in one, and we got to see a whole lot of this amazing country that we hadn't been to, well, hadn't spent time in before together. Um, in terms of us playing, we played some really quiet shows. Um, you know, there might have been, to some of them, there might have been only four or five people in the audience, and that was... It was great. It was a really cool thing to work through as a group um, to try and make that experience, um, to try and give them as much energy as we would a crowd of two or three hundred or whatever, um, because there's still people that had come out to see us in random cities in America, and it was a yeah, it was a real privilege to be reminded of how important it is for every audience member to um, to receive the best version of your performances that you can give them. Oh my God, yeah, that's a it's a, it's a it's a valiant endeavor, really, because I mean, some people, you know, uh, you know, there's that classic Kendrick Lamar example when he came down here and he was annoyed at how few people came out, so supposedly delayed the show by like over an hour because he was so frustrated. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, it was a bit of a yeah. So it's nice to meet, you know, it's nice to hear a down to earth approach. I like that. I think because it is, you know, people have, you know, people are expecting yeah performance. Yeah, and and why should it matter if you're yeah, if you're playing to one or 100 people, there's still people that have paid to come and see you, and it's still a total privilege to be have people coming and listening to your music. Um, so, yeah, it was a really nice thing for us to work through as a group together. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, so, odd odd question, but should we be worried there'll be a Martin Phillips S documentary made about you guys in 20 years' time? <laughs> nah, I think we're good, eh? <laughs> I um we don't I don't know so I'm actually I'm really I'm going to the film tonight I'm quite excited oh hell yeah um, and I don't know a lot about the chill story like I know Martin went through some really tough times but I'm looking forward to learning about it but um we don't have that much edge we're quite boring really oh oh jeez oh, <laughs> we're going on tour we just you know sort of we get trying to get to sleep early and we don't drink too much and <laughs> Oh, that's lovely. We've got one smoker in our group, but we're trying to be smoke-free by 2020. So. Uh, I mean, you know, you got to follow the New Zealand's example. That's quite wonderful. <laughs> I'm teasing. <Yeah. laughs> oh, no. Um, so we will, of course, play the new single after Thanks. we've had a chat. But um, what's coming up? You know, where did the title come from? You know, what can... You know, is, this, is, it, is, it, is it an indicator what's to come with the EP, would you say? <laughs> no, it's really... We were kind of worried about calling it coming up because... It, um, the, the reason it's called that is actually because when I um, first wrote the demo um, for that song, I was living in an apartment in an apartment, and my bedroom had backed onto like the stairs of it, oh. and so I could behi- and that was behind the bed head, and so I could hear people coming up the stairs when I was making it, and and I just like the first time I saved it, 
the demo I needed, you know, you need to save something with the title, and there was something, someone coming up the stairs, and so I called it coming up from behind, just, and then sent that to Oscar, um, and he um, had a poem that he applied to the song, and it, it, that title kind of stuck, and it kind of made sense. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so the name doesn't have any great meaning <laughs> at all. <laughs> I like that, though. That's great. Thanks. I mean, you know, and to everyone who hasn't heard this interview, they can try and guess what the relation is. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. inevitably be like, oh, okay, that's also nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, everyone can take it how they will. That's fine. Hell yeah. So you mentioned how Oscar sort of wrote some poetry that you could attach to that. Do you find that sometimes the process is, is that, you know, because your lead guitar and vocals, do you do the sort of, you know, the more composition side of it, and then often you'll find there's something they can apply to it, like a poem, or is it like a very much a collaborative process at times? It, it's really collaborative for the most part, um, and I think our best stuff that we most enjoy playing comes from when we're writing together as a group. It's always like, I say I wrote the demo, I wrote, like, very much the um, bones of that song. Um, of course. And, like, it didn't really apply a structure to it. That that came when we brought it to the band and, and started to flesh it out and Oscar. Um, sometimes the lyrics will come first and with this one they came maybe midway through. It's always a changing process for us and it's, yeah, I guess something that will continue to evolve. Oh, God, yeah. I don't want to have just one set rule of how we write songs. That would be <laughs> torturous. No, that, that's um, pretty <laughs> No, fair call, fair call. Um, so well, we'll play the new single, but do you have any requests for the rest of the show? Any songs that you want to hear that you've heard recently? Oh, well, you just played one of them. Um, of course. I really love also a song that just got released, Piss River, by Kevin Morby. Oh, yeah? He released it last Friday on his latest album, and I think it's a wonderful piece of art. I got it. I'll yeah. definitely make sure to play that as well, but of course the new single, which is I'm actually, I've already listened to it a couple of times just so I could like try and get in the headspace, but I mean, you know, um, with the new EP and with all this progress that you guys are making, it's nice to hear that you've had like a month of sort of downtime. So are you going to see another bit of like you're going to do this huge tour and then you're going to come back and then take some respite and then you know, see how you go? Or Yeah, well actually my girlfriend's coming over and meeting me after we've finished the shows and we're going to head down to Spain and Portugal for a few weeks. So oh wow. Going to get some more downtime before we go to Australia. Oh that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. That sounds lovely. It's really nice. I'm oh, really, I've yeah. never been over there so it'll be good. I'm a top notch, top notch. That's, that's fantastic. Well, it's been lovely to talk to you, Henry, as always. I, to talk to you too, right? I've already, I, I'd heard pretty good things about you before you came in. I was like, oh, I'm interviewing Henry. I was like, oh, Henry, he's lovely. This is going to be a lovely interview, so. Bless. Yeah, God, yeah. Bless up, exactly. Well, um, for now, um, coming up, coming up, I guess. Exciting. Should be good. Um, of course, check out the new EP coming out in mid-June, and of course, a show in late July, but I mean, you know, it's a soaked up gig in Dunedin, so people are going to hear about it. So. Yeah, there's also, we're, we're doing our show on the um, on the 19th of July which is the Friday night the night before we're also doing an all ages show um, which oh, wow. is we're, yeah hoping to get um, some teenage school kids along to yeah hell yeah anyone's out there that wants to come to that or doesn't like the party scene the following night come the night before it'll be really relaxed we oh, hope God, yeah. oh, lovely no honestly all ages gigs are the way to go I think for yeah, sure there should be more of them Oh god, yeah, god, yeah. Well, this is coming up by Soaked Oats. Uh, thanks, thanks for coming in, Henry. Thanks a bunch. I wait. 
This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.